Hello, and welcome to The Future of Mobility, a KPMG podcast series for global mobility leaders. In this series, we offer short, insightful episodes you can listen to on your way to work or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. This series will look at some of the most pressing issues and opportunities facing global mobility departments in the modern business world through interviews with leaders in global mobility, human resources, tax, and other areas of business from KPMG and beyond. In today's episode, I talk to Robert Smith, Senior Manager of Global Mobility Services from KPMG in the US. Robert has been working in global mobility for eight years, including three years in tax compliance. He is also part of the Global Mobility Technology Group, helping businesses understand technology's place within global mobility and implementing KPMG Link Workforce, a set of proprietary KPMG global mobility management tools. Robert, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Hi, thanks for having me. Perhaps we could start by you helping me understand exactly what you mean by robotic process automation. You know, we're really living in a time unlike any before. Technology-based devices are essentially now a part of everyday life, and they change how we've interacted with each other, how we work, and how we interact with the world. More and more businesses are adopting technology-driven solutions to manage rising employee and assignment costs, and that includes robotic process automation, or RPA for short. And robotic process automation refers to software that can be programmed to do basic tasks across multiple applications, just like the majority of employees do today. So how do you see robotic process automation changing the mobility business model? And how do you think businesses are benefiting? We're truly at the beginning of a shift within mobility. In fact, I see RPA as the way to solve many of the issues faced by programs today. For example, we all know that we're in a global talent race. And RPA alleviates some of these pressures by automating repetitive, time-consuming tasks. While it can decrease headcount in some instances, RPA is really seen by most as a way to make mobility personnel more strategic in their positions. It also benefits employees who rely on global mobility by enhancing the care and attention they receive. It frees up time to create a high-touch, high-impact environment for those employees. And lastly, RPA is also becoming a way to restructure outsourcing departments. As global labor becomes more expensive, RPA is a solution that can assist in managing offshore cost and enhance efficiency since it can work around the clock. So Robert, based on your experience, has robotic process automation been adopted by many global mobility departments yet? Many global mobility departments are realizing that robotic process automation can really provide a blend of efficiency, performance, and consistent quality while reducing human error and cost. But this level of automation is still relatively new in mobility. We conduct an annual benchmarking survey called the Global Assignment Policies and Practices Survey, and based on our most recent addition, the majority, 66% of global mobility teams, do not have a strategic vision for automation and robotics and are not using automation to streamline portions of their global mobility process. So Robert, if I were heading up a global mobility department, how do I get started with robotic process automation? What do I need to be thinking about? It's important to consider the correct technology or process and technology mix for the organization and or the project. You're essentially building a job description for an RPA. And many times the organization has a broader technology vision or even a department that can assist in streamlining the review of technologies and may also help determine the return on investment for using that type of technology. As the organization builds the business case and hiring criteria, there are a number of considerations. Process. Does the process or job activity lend itself to leverage an RPA? 
Alternatives. How might you accomplish the project without the use of an RPA? Complexity. What is the time and cost needed to create an RPA? And is this cheaper or more efficient than the current process? Teaming. Since you can leverage multiple systems, are you able to easily and effectively work with other groups to solve issues? System integration. Are all systems capable of leveraging RPA technology? And lastly, maintenance. Who will maintain the RPA and what's the cost associated with that maintenance? Keep in mind that anytime there is a system change, whether large or small, portions of the RPA will have to change as well. Of course, as an organization automates through the use of robotic process automation, there's bound to be an impact on employees. Absolutely. The people aspect, and I mean the real people aspect, is an important consideration. This requires a strong change management strategy throughout the entire process, during planning, implementation, and adoption. There's still many processes and tasks that RPAs cannot do, so it's important to let people know how expectations and their day-to-day jobs are going to change with the use of the technology. I suppose the question then becomes, Robert, how does an organization engage their employees to support and accept the implementation of robotic process automation? Employee engagement is one of the main components of RPA adoption, and I think that it really falls into four main categories. The first is communication transparency. Make sure that the employees know what's coming and it's communicated how that change is going to affect them. The second is training and transition planning. It's really important that people begin to plan for changes to their jobs and to processes that they're familiar with. Doing this as part of your communication rollout, make sure that once the RPA is released, people are ready to hit the ground running, and you don't then have the training aspect and time associated with it following the RPA rollout itself. The third is really the value proposition around the RPA. Talk about how it will positively impact individuals' positions. Either that is a decrease in time or something that allows them to be more strategic in their role. And the last one is involvement in the RPA process. Get people involved. This creates excitement and it also teaches them about how the RPA is built and how it will function. Over the past two decades, there's been a real push to centralise back office functions and much of global mobility into shared service centres. Do you think the adoption of robotic process automation has had an impact on this? It has. This is a strategy that was designed to lower costs, and it has worked for many years, but it's becoming increasingly obsolete as we are seeing increased globalization and shrinking gaps in labor costs across all markets, decreased efficiency as many companies prioritized cost savings over efficiency of offshore teams and are now seeing more frequent turnover, and political changes that are threatening cross-border employment opportunities. So Robert, what advice would you give to listeners who are about to start this journey? A key to the success of RPA is knowing which technology products you'll continue to leverage and support in the future, along with the interconnectivity between the products, the roadmaps of the products, and the stakeholders that utilize each system. It's also important to understand the organization's broader stance on automation, as it can assist in driving discussions and helping to garner internal support for the project. Thank you, Robert. I guess there's just one final question. How soon before we start to see a robot at the next desk? Actually, now, companies are already starting to use RPA to create efficiencies around several mobility processes, including cost estimation, assignment letter generation, and compensation management. 
While these are currently few and far between, I suspect the next couple of years we'll see a growth in this adoption. Thanks again, Robert. You've given us a lot to think about, and we really appreciate you taking the time to go through it with us. And thanks to our listeners for joining us today. Please let us know what you think of this episode, or if you have any ideas for future episodes, please email us at tax at kpmg.com. And remember, you can find our latest publications, articles and other materials that address the issues discussed in this ongoing podcast series at kpmg.com forward slash future of mobility.